Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Jessica Hazeman podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about our birth plan and how we prepared for birth. And I say we because my husband was heavily involved in all of the planning that's going into birth. He's my biggest support. Um, So I'm going to share that all today. I'm no expert by any means, but these are the things that I did so that I would feel 100% confident going into labor. And I, I promise you, I do. I truly feel super excited. I feel very well informed. Um, and I just feel very confident and prepared for the birth of my first child, which not a lot of people can say. Um, before we dive into like the recent things, I wanted to go all the way back to before we even conceived. So things that have helped me feel confident going into this is I have a lot of experience. I have a lot of experience working with kids. Um, I was a nanny for 10 years before that I babysat. I volunteered at my church nursery. I've always been a fan of kids. So I felt like that part of it was really helpful going into this because I knew that I had what it takes to raise kids. Obviously, I'm not a parent. I'm going to (laughs) be learning a lot along the way as well. But that experience behind me was really beneficial. On top of it, I also minored in early childhood education. So I got a lot of information on brain development and physical development of children that's still in my file in the back of my mind, um, which is important. Again, I know these things that will help me as a parent. Um, Then moving on to my relationship. My husband and I talked a lot about having kids before we even dove in, which is good. I, I'm a planner. I like to plan. I like to know that my husband has the same plan as I plan. And we've talked about this. We talked about it in our pregnancy podcast when we announced that we were pregnant. But for us, basically, we decided to get off of birth control. I got off birth control. Um, tried to get my cycle back because I was taking birth control for six years and I did not have a period for six years. Um, I was taking birth control for 10 years at that point, but didn't have a period for six years. So that was important, like a few months to get my cycle back. And then we had a conversation one day and we were just like, hey, you know what? We're going to just not prevent. And luckily, like, we were able to conceive right away, which is incredible and I know does not happen for everybody. Um, but the fact that we had that conversation saying, okay, we're just not going to prevent. If it happens, it happens. We're excited. We're ready. Um, let me be excited when it did happen. So when we did conceive right away, we knew there was a chance of that happening and we were super stoked and excited. Moving on to another thing that we did to prepare before we even had kids for us was financial. Um, Both my husband and I hate debt, and because of that, we paid off all of my student loans. We had no outstanding debt except for our car, which was 0%, so we didn't want to pay it off early. Um, That made us feel so much more confident, especially um, in our situation where I am going to be home with the baby, but also bringing in the sole income. having no debt was really, really important for us, but it might not be important for everybody. So if that's not on your list of things that I have to have done before you have a kid, don't worry about it. I'm just letting you know what we did. Um, and then another thing was physical. Um, I wrote down physical, but my physical body, 
For me, I wanted to know that I could do this pregnancy and I could handle holding, you know, 20 pound bowling ball on my belly all the time. Obviously, women do it all the time, but I wanted to make sure that it was optimal. Working out, eating healthy was always incredibly important for me. And having that basis was really, really helpful going into pregnancy because admittedly, while I was pregnant, working out was the last thing on my mind. I was nauseous and didn't get out of bed for three months. So that stunk. Um, And I didn't eat as healthy as I normally do. But I knew that my body was still healthy. It still had those reservoirs of healthy um, nutrients and vitamins because I had eaten healthy for so long beforehand. So having that basis was really good. And I also know that post-pregnancy when all of this is finally my body starts getting back to normal, I will also be able to get back into my old habits of eating and working out, eating healthy and working out um, the way that I once did. So those are things that we did before we even got pregnant. Um, Again, I'm a planner. That's just what we did. Um, So now I want to talk a little bit about during the pregnancy. So when we found out we were pregnant, my immediate thought was, I want to do a home birth, which is not the thought of most first-time moms in America. But for me, I was born at home. So were my three older brothers. And I just loved it. I loved telling people I was born at home. People were always like, oh, that's so weird. And I don't know. I just liked it. I just thought it was cool. I didn't know anything about pregnancy, labor, giving birth, whatever. I had no idea. So for me, it was more so just like a cool concept. Well, I talked to my husband about it and he was on the polar opposite side. He was like, uh, no, let's, let's have the baby in a hospital, completely in a hospital, not a birthing center, not, you know, with a midwife at home. We want to do a hospital. And because he felt so strongly about it, we compromised and looked everywhere for a midwife, um, that works in a hospital. So I was able to find a midwifery group that worked in a hospital, which allowed us to have access to a OBGYN if we needed a C-section or if something went wrong where we needed an OBGYN. And it also gave us access to the NICU if something does go wrong with the baby or, um, you know, after, during during the process of birth, it gives us access to both of those things, which a birthing center might not. And if you're at home, definitely not. Now, I do want to clarify that here in America, midwives and doctors, OBGYNs, are very different. Um, An OBGYN is typically who you'd go, or for many, many years, who people would go to. Midwives are more, this is not the actual definition, but for me, a midwife is more focused on both mom and baby, where an OBGYN just wants to get that baby out safely. Obviously, they care about you too, but it's more focused on the baby and getting that baby out. Because of this, um, that's why we chose a a group of midwives. They kind of have longer appointments, answer your questions a little bit more. They're more um, accepting of weird things like having a birth plan or wanting to do unmedicated births and all of these other um, options of, you know, uh, comfort techniques throughout the birthing process. Um, So that's why we picked a midwife. That is one choice that you're going to have to make regardless. Midwife, OBGYN, home birth, you know, birthing center, whatever you decide, it's a big decision. So think about it, learn about it, research that. But that was one of the first decisions that we made. 
The second decision that we made, maybe this was actually the first, I knew that I wanted our best friend's mom to be my doula. Um, She had just become a doula, but we knew that she was going to be perfect for us. Um, We didn't know what a doula did or what to expect, but we knew she was awesome and we wanted her to be there to help us throughout it. It ended up being around like six months, I think we started meeting. So it was weekly meetings and we did everything. We talked about the process of giving birth. We watched DVDs on actual births. We talked about dilation and effacement and all of these things that Alexander and I were like, what? We don't know anything about this. (laughs) Um, We read books. Um, She suggested um, books to listen to. We listened to podcasts. We discussed all of our options um, as well as, you know, the what ifs, Um, not in like terms of like really bad ones. We tried to focus on positive things, but, you know, what do we want to do in this scenario? What do we want to do in that scenario? And we um, created plans for that. And then we practiced positions um, for both labor as well as also just making my back feel better during pregnancy. We did everything. And I had no idea that this is what a doula did. I mean, I don't, I guess I don't know. This is what my doula did. And I can tell you every single week she came, I was like, there's nothing else to learn, but she kept bringing information. She kept educating us. She made it so fun, relaxed us so much. And I think she's the biggest reason that I feel so confident going into this birth. So um, again, I don't know if doulas are all around worldwide, but we do, um, they do have doulas available um, in the U.S. They're usually independent contractors. I don't believe that hospitals have them. Um, you could find them and bring them with you, but they do um, become a part of your team of people taking care of you. And I'm super excited. Not only, I want to clarify, did she see us for this entire time and help educate us, which is so important, but she's also going to be my biggest advocate during the birth. So in terms of like, I want Alexander there holding my hand, I think, while I'm giving birth. And I want him focused on me and I want him to remind me to breathe. And we want to be in this moment together. And my doula is going to be there to answer people's questions and to say, hey, why are we doing that? Or that's not what we want. That's not on our birth plan. Let's back up for a second. Let's go have a conversation. She's going to handle all of the chaos that goes along with having a a birth at a hospital. And I'm going to get to focus on delivering my baby, um, which I find so incredible. So I'll have to update you guys once the baby comes. But I am super, super confident because of having a doula. Um, Moving on, I am not a reader at all. I don't (laughs) read a lot of books. I wish I did. I'm going to one day become a reader. But at this point, I'm not. However, the book, um, hypnobirth, a hypnobirthing book was recommended to me by my doula and I did listen to it on Audible. Um, I have a blog post. You can find it on my social media and you can um, check that book out. But that was a huge, huge, huge help for me um, in terms of wanting to have an unmedicated birth. So if you are going down the route of having an unmedicated birth, I highly recommend this recommend this book. Um, Let me pull up. What is it called? It's called The Hypnobirthing Book by Catherine Graves. Um, So that's the only book I have to recommend. I'm sure that there's a lot of great books out there to prepare you for 
labor and just I'm not the person to recommend books. But that one is amazing. So check it out. Um, classes. So we just took classes at our hospital. Um, most hospitals um, will offer classes, whether you're having your baby there or not. I believe you can sign up for classes. So at your local hospital, uh, we took a CPR class, which was really helpful because uh, we have elderly grandparents, but it also talked about baby CPR and regular CPR. So we felt and like choking and just like, you know, airway blockages. So all of those things were really, really helpful. We also took a natural birthing class, which I have to say after meeting with the doula, I liked the way that she approached things a lot more and would wish I could take back those six hours of my life at the natural birthing class because it was very repetitive, wasn't as entertaining, not as fun. Um, (laughs) And then we also took a breastfeeding class. Um, which was really, really helpful. And I definitely recommend. Um, I'm looking up another, um, another DVD because I didn't include, okay, here it is. This is the DVD that I want to recommend to everybody because it is incredible. It's called Laugh and Learn About Childbirth by Sherry Bales. Again, I will have that linked in the um, blog post that is on my social media, or you can find it at jessicahazeman.com. And this, it's only, oh, it's $70. Wow, that's expensive. You can get it used though. Probably you can find it at your library, guys. Anyways, this movie was incredible. And that's what we watched. Um, That's the DVD that we watched to learn all about the labor process. It was hilarious. I was laughing my head off and also was super, super beneficial. So you, I I do want to add that in because it's really important that you guys get a good video because compared to the class that I took in my hospital, I would highly recommend that DVD over the class any day. Um, moving on, another thing that we did was I saw a pelvic floor therapist. I was a little late to the game on this. I didn't see her until 36 weeks. I procrastinated. The first trimester was so hard. Um, but when I got around to the third trimester, we saw a pelvic floor therapist and she was incredible. Even at 36 weeks, she was able to examine my muscles, my posture, um, and really get a good feel of what was going on. She also talked on, um, taught me breathing techniques for, um, you know, to prepare myself um, to engage my pelvic floor, things that I can do during pregnancy, after pregnancy, and will also be using during pushing when I'm actually giving birth. Um, and then I'm going to continue to work with her once I feel more up to it after giving birth, depending on that time frame. She, um, also we went through like labor positions. So she had me like push laying on my back, on my side, on my legs, on my, on all fours. And it was incredible to see which positions I was strongest in. And it was also cool to practice because I had a really hard time pushing on my back, like a really hard time. So it's good to know that like, that's probably not the most optimal position for me to give birth in. Um, and then lastly, she taught um, my husband how to do the perineum massage, which I was super grateful for because, you know, I don't want to look that up on YouTube. It's really nice to have somebody hands-on showing. Um, you can definitely look it up on YouTube, guys. But um, 
Yeah, it was very helpful. And that's something that we are also doing, both my husband and I, to prepare for labor. Um, moving on again, it was checklists. So if you guys know me at all, you know that I'm all about having things clean and organized. And my home was very clean and organized as is, but we did everything one step further. We deep cleaned the house. Um, we did those projects that we put off for so long. We prepared the nursery. We packed our bags. We prepared for the holidays. We did a lot of really, really awesome things. I just posted a podcast about 10 unique things that we did to prepare for pregnancy or prepare for our first baby. Um, and I also have these checklists available for free on my website at jessicahazeman.com slash PDFs. So you can check them out there and print them out yourself. Um, those were really helpful because they eased my organized mind. I just felt so good checking off things every day, getting ready for the baby. It was awesome. And then another thing I did was went berserk and followed so many people on social media. Um, in a, the blog post that I will link in this podcast episode, I tagged all of them. I got to say there's like 20 that I found breastfeeding, introducing babies to your puppies, um, pelvic floor therapy, uh, <laughs> everything. Uh, like just moms who kick butt and share awesome information. Just a lot of, a lot of good stuff. Oh, and sleep training and things like that. So if you're looking for some good social media accounts to follow for you know, the nine months and start to get a good understanding. So you're not like bombarded with information after the baby comes, I would check those out. And without further ado, um, that's how we prepared. But um, everyone's been asking about my actual birth plan. So I'm going to share a little bit about it. Um, I'm not looking for feedback on my plan at all. I know that plans don't always work. I guess I should change it to my birth intentions. But I find that the mind is very, very strong. And if I manifest and tell myself that this birth will go smoothly, I will have more of a chance of that happening. So while I do know things don't always go the way that you plan, I'm not, I'm not down for the negative comments. Keep them to yourself. I love you guys so much, but I don't need to hear horror stories before I go into, into the hospital to give birth. <laughs> um, so we broke our birth plan down into, you know, just information for the medical staff that's going to be working with us. Um, we've got some general stuff, ambiance, exams, pain relief, fetal monitoring, pushing and tearing, um, if a C-section is necessary, what what we want after birth. Um, so some of the things that we included that were really, really important to me is I prefer a natural unmedicated birth. Um, that's my goal. And um, to do that, these are things that I want done. Obviously, things might change. My birth plan might change. But this is my preference. This is what I want at first. Um, I request that all questions be directed towards my husband and doula out of my earshot, which I think is really important because if I am in the going through contractions, I'm going through this incredible experience. I'm in tune with my body. I'm breathing. Um, I'm focused. I'm in the zone. I don't need people asking me what my birth date is when my doula can answer that. Um, so that was really cool. Um, we also put that we don't want any medical induction. If we do need to be induced, starting with alternatives, um, no pen 
no pain medication um, unless I'm aware and I consent to it, but also not talking about pain medication. We're going to have a sign on the door that says, do not talk about pain medication because obviously it's going to be a pretty crazy freaking experience, but I don't need it being like, you know, offered to me on a platter when I'm in that. I want to focus on my breathing and doing things unmedicated. Um, That's my preference. So we are definitely making it known, no medication. Then, um, and on here we put, again, do not offer pain medication in my presence. Um, We will ask for it. I will ask for it if I need the pain medication. Um, I also put... Basically, everything on here is do not do anything unless I consent and do not do anything unless it's very necessary for the baby's safety. I don't want anything just being done because it's easier. Moving on um, to the ambiance. We want a quiet room with the lights dimmed, limiting the number of people coming in and out, limiting the conversation. We want it to be as peaceful as possible so that I'm in the zone and I can focus. Um as few vaginal exams as possible. Again, just want things to happen. I want the baby to come when the baby wants to come. Um, Pain relief. I want to use as many other techniques as possible. Massage, hot therapy, shower, birthing ball, rebozo, all of that good stuff. I do not want anyone to offer me pain medication. Um, (laughs) Again, we add that in. Then um, I'm not going to go through everything, but if we were to have a C-section. We have some information on that, the type of um, medication we prefer. We, if we did have to get um, a C-section or if C-section was on the table, um, I would want the baby to go immediately to the father um, so that he could be with her, have her or him have that skin to skin um, and then bring it to me as soon as possible whenever I'm able to, to be with the baby. Um, And then moving on to afterbirth. So we also thought about things like the golden hour. When that baby comes out of me, I want that time with my baby without being poked and prodded. I want um, it all natural, not to wipe the baby down, suck things out of its nose, all of that. I want it on my chest. I want, um, I'm referring to my baby as an it, Um, but I want it on my chest and I want that um, time with my baby completely, completely uninterrupted. Um, In addition, we are choosing to wait until the umbilical cord completely um, stops pulsating, turns white, and then we will cut. Um, We just, we want that. (laughs) I I don't, I feel like I have to give reasons to everything, but I don't. This is just what we want. Um, We'll deliver the placenta on its own. Um, we talked about the vitamin K shot and the antibiotic eye treatment. Um, I also requested in here that I see a lactation consultant. Um, it's pretty typical for the hospitals to have a lactation consultant coming around, but I do want um, the lactation consultant called. So we put that in there. And then after birth ambience is quite the same. We, that, that time with my baby is so precious. Um, I want to have you know, that one-on-one connection, that skin-to-skin. I want the room quiet, the lights dimmed. I don't want people coming in and out right away. Anything that most, you know, most times anything that needs to be done can wait an hour um, until until it needs to be done. 
Then for baby care, um, we put this just because we will be in the hospital for some time after giving birth. We want to make sure that nothing is given to the baby besides breast milk. Um, that's my chosen way to feed unless things change, obviously. Um, but no formula, sugar, water, pacifiers, bottles, only the breast. Um, do not separate the baby and mother whenever possible. Um, if separation is necessary, I will choose to express milk or I will pump and the baby will have my breast milk somehow. Um, and then it will be given via tube or dropper um, rather than a bottle. We want to try to avoid the bottle as long as possible um, so that they really form that connection with the breast. Then we also chose not to bathe. We're not going to bathe the baby in the hospital. We'll probably end up waiting a few to a week when we get home. We're not going to bathe the baby. Um, I plan to breastfeed exclusively. And yeah, that is our our plan, our, my birth intentions. So I've gotten a lot of questions. Um, hopefully that kind of clarifies the approach that we're taking. Um, it doesn't mean it's right. It's what I want. Like I said, I wanted to have a home birth at first because I thought it was cool. Like it, it's not the right way. It's not the only way. It's just the way that we chose. Um, but my husband and I talked through things and we made all of these decisions together with our doula, um, talked through them like crazy so that we knew exactly what we were doing, why we were choosing. We researched things if we were unaware. We were very adamant about making this, you know, being aware of what was going on. So I'm super excited. I hope that this helps answer a lot of questions, but also, um, you know, kind of like you can see how much I planned, how much I researched how much I prepared and I feel like because of that, that's why I'm so freaking excited because the more you look into childbirth and pregnancy and it's mind boggling what the woman's body is capable of. It is mind boggling the experience that you're going to get to go through. Um, I haven't gone through it, so I can't testify to that, but I am so, 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 so excited and I just can't wait.